Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Brooke. Want to tell everyone what's happening in this episode? This episode is a short introduction to what we're about and why good teachers might fail to teach women's history. History is no longer just a chronicle of kings and statesmen, of people who wielded power, but of ordinary women and men engaged in manifold tasks. Women's history is an assertion that women have a history. Toshiko Kishida. There could be as many histories as there are women to write them. Any women's history therefore has to be alert to the blanks, the omissions, and half-truths. Rosalind Miles. When it comes to silencing women, Western culture has thousands of years of practice. Mary Beard. Hello and welcome to Remedial Her Story, The Other 50%, the podcast that explores what happened to the women in history class. Now, here's your host, Kelsey Brooke Eckert, and her partner in crime, Brooke Mina Sullivan. Women existed in history and contributed to it in diverse ways, but our history education tends to only celebrate those women who ventured into the man's world and not women who contributed to our economy and cultures. Traditional survey history courses like those taught in high school barely discuss women and gender. Hello, everybody. I'm grateful you've tuned in for our inaugural episode of Remedial History, The Other 50%. My name is Kelsey Brooke Eckert, I go by she, her, and I am a highly qualified, award-winning history teacher. I am very good at what I do, but I also absolutely fail to teach intersectional women's history. That failure has brought me to this moment. I'm joined here by my partner in crime, friend, businesswoman, <laughs> feminist, and non-history teacher extraordinaire, Brooke Neva Sullivan. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you, Kelsey, for inviting me. It's incredible what you're doing, but I think people definitely should know how you asked me to be part of this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about how ridiculous it was, but um, more or less, I'm obsessed with Kelsey as a history teacher. I think she does such amazing work and absolutely signed on when she asked me to say yes, but she asked me to say yes when we were skinny dipping. <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm feeling really vulnerable right now. I'll uh, say yes. <laughs> So I bullied you. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, no. Let's let's backtrack here. So all of a sudden I get this text on a Sunday afternoon. What are you doing when your kids go to bed and, and get get wine and a headlamp? <laughs> I was like, well, yes, whatever that is. Whatever I'll, that is, we're doing it. I 100% agree. And I don't care if we're sitting in like anywhere ridiculous, I'm in. And so I met Kelsey at like a rando spot, jumped in a car with three other women I've never met before, and <laughs> drove out to, what is it called? It was um, Chamberlain Reynolds yeah. or something on Squam Lake. I'd never been there before. All of a sudden we get there and it's dumping buckets of water. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess we're just going to sit in this car. And then everyone starts cracking open drinks. I was like, this is the best group of women I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I don't know them. This is awesome. It was our friend Rachel's birthday who was there. And um, everyone's just drinking wine. We're all new moms, which was kind of awesome. Yeah. And, like having a great time and just chit-chatting in the car until the rain stopped so we could go swimming. And then obviously ventured through the dark woods. Yeah. <laughs> Headlamps off. And Kelsey's like, so I had this idea. I'm like... Okay, <laughs> I'm going to make a podcast. You should join me. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea, Kels. I'm in. So, hence, I'm here, but I also would follow Kelsey into dark <laughs> Yeah, I feel waters, like this says a lot about your character. 
I'm just, maybe I'm very gullible. I don't really know. But I'm all in for whatever Kelsey's up to. So that's me. But um, a little bit about my background. I'm from New England. I'm a total feminist. I'm a mom of two. I am a crazy um, worker and love my job, which we can maybe get into more in later days. But um, I also am obsessed with knowing how women fit into history. So I'm also here to learn and ask Kelsey a zillion and one question. And I am just like so grateful that you were down to join me <laughs> on this venture. I feel like if you asked me to be like, do anything, I would have been like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I am here because I am a history teacher and I know that I have failed to teach women's history. And Brooke and I both, you know, grew up in the same era, went to the same sort of history classes, and um, both of us are, and probably everyone listening to this podcast is ignorant about women's history. And that's why, mm-hmm. what has, what unites us all. Yep. The compelling story that brought me to this moment was I was in Washington, D.C. and uh, Wait, what year is this? I think it's, like, 2015. Okay. So their cell phone, these kids are, you know, into technology. They are trying to pay attention on a field trip. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these are, like, the best of the best kids that are with me. These are the dream team, not... Dream team. They don't care about Instagram. (laughs) No. Although, maybe they do. I don't know. (laughs) So I go, I have a minute away from the kids, and I pop into the bookstore that's down, you know, underneath the museum, and I, when I go into a bookstore, what I do is I pan for, I go to the history section, and I pan for books that are either by or about women. And this is my new favorite habit that I'm adopting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, stop it's depressing. Me. Where's, your, where's your female books? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard and it's depressing, and um, no, it's nowhere near fifty percent. And that year, I don't remember exactly how many I found, but there were very few. The one book that I did that did stand out to me and that I bought was a book called America's Women. 400 Years of Dolls, Drudges, Helpmates, and Heroines by Gail Collins. Um, it's a survey of American history, but it's only about America's women. And it's like such a provoking title, too. Oh, yeah. Like, get in here, we've got drudges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I bought the book and immediately started reading it. I'm like sitting out on the, the mall, you know, in, in D.C., just devouring this book. And... Um, the kids are safe with it. The kids are safe. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just painting pictures of safety. Yeah, yeah, okay. They were They're safe. well entertained reading educational. Yeah, stories. I think we were like throwing a frisbee or something. It's Got fine. It. Um, <laughs> and I'm reading, but I'm reading this book, and I, I, you know, I bought the book thinking like, oh, I teach history. I got this. You know, yeah. like I'm gonna, I, like, who are they gonna put in here? It's like Susan B. Anthony. Well, and especially I know like her. you're a natural feminist. You're in. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna, I, like, I probably already know these things, and as I'm reading, I'm realizing I literally. Know know nothing. I don't know. I I know fractions of the names of women that are being mentioned. I don't know. She does such a good job of talking about the women's sphere, which is not politics, not economics, not military. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Your mind is blown. I'm like, how do I, these are themes that I don't even can like think about. Yeah. And so, um, I sort of, that began a many-year journey uh, into researching women's history further. And so the compelling question that we're pursuing with this podcast is, why are women left out and how the heck do we put them back in? Yes. Oh my gosh. The answers to this question are obviously many. And so 
Um, and actually, at one point, I got so confused, I made this, like, web diagram with, like, <laughs> women art in history class at the, in the middle. Um, I could just see you, like, <laughs> string on the wall. Yeah. Red dots connecting. <laughs> like, Sherlock Holmes style. Tell why. <laughs> why is this happening? Yeah, I mean, probably nerd. We're here, for, we're here for female nerds. Yeah. I, and there are many answers to this question, and it's not, it's not a very easy thing to explain, because, it, and it's not as simple... Um, there's this classicist historian, Mary Beard. She talks about, like, it's all sexist. Like, that's not a good answer. That's, she says that's a, like, a, that's a blanket. oversimplification yeah. of what's going on. Big um, time. There's, like, way too much that happened through history that you can just say, oh, sexism was a thing. It's like, well, or did women not feel like, like, there's so many reasons. It's like, why isn't a woman present in this moment? Yeah. Other than that. Correct. Like, you know, all right. We're in. So, if you're listening to this, what you need is somebody who actually works in a public school. There are lots of scholars, there are lots of academics, there are lots mm-hmm. of podcasts talking about women's history, and they've been doing this for decades. But the problem is, is that despite all that really great work, it's not trickling down to those of us that are on the front lines. Okay, and so you're saying public versus private Probably private school, too, but um, public schools present a really unique environment where you have... um, Set curricula. Set curricula. You've got state standards to meet. You have communities that you are responsible to. Um, But you also have... I, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm wrong in saying this, but I think you have more diverse students in mm. the room, both, like, socioeconomically, racially, yep. cla- you know, different classes. Um, private schools can sometimes be gendered, and so that is oh, sure. a problem. Yeah. You know, that would create an, a unique um, perspective. But certainly private schools could benefit from this dialogue as well. Um, I think another piece, and the people that we're speaking to here are anybody really who's embarrassed to admit how little they know about women's history. Yeah, like I'm thinking of this personally too. Like I don't I'm not a teacher. This but this is interesting to me in the fact that these are things that I didn't know about and I want to make sure that I'm aware yeah. and have some consciousness around so that it's also something that I know for the future and also to tell other people. And I'm, you know, thinking about raising two children that I want to make sure that this is part of their curriculum and maybe challenge the system that's in the town that I live in. Absolutely. And I think parents have a really important role to play in that. Parents, abso- I mean, this could be yeah. a whole podcast, but parents have an absolute role in their child's education. And you can petition schools to change curriculum. Oh, my gosh. So to this mom. Look yeah, out. here she comes. <laughs> oh, scary days. Okay. So our name, Remedial Herstory, uh, which... Which is really hard to say. <laughs> I always skip over remedial. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need, like, a hot second. My tongue doesn't work that way. But cursory, I got it. Yes. It comes from a comment that Gloria Steinem made in her essay, Words and Change, that you can find in her book of essays called Outrageous Acts and Everyday Rebellions. She was talking about how in the 1970s, because women were so left out of history curriculum, um, the colleges and universities began creating all of these different college mm-hmm. majors for like African American studies, indigenous people studies, and women's studies. And she said that, you know, these are like embarrassing majors essentially because 
they're just basically creating remedial study. Like your yeah, education has been so terrible. Like here, let's let's teach you what you didn't learn. It's you like know? post-it note learning. Like here's one, here's yeah. another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we have. We have remedial history. We're trying to fill that fill that gap. <sighs> Should we cheers to Gloria? Cheers to Gloria. <laughs> <Clink>. <laughs> so this podcast is for everyone who has felt that their education was insufficient, but specifically I want to speak to social studies educators and give you resources, ideas, and strategies to bring into your classroom tomorrow. You could do anything that we're talking about tomorrow. We're going to talk about things that we all learned in school, uh, things that are, um, you know, hot button topics like World War One, World War Two, right? These are things that everybody yeah, learned about. Everyone covers these. Everybody covers them, but we want to look at them from a feminine or female perspective. Um, in the first episode, for example, uh, we're going to talk about some women's historians that, um, are not talked about and should be uh, on par with other people of the American Revolution era. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get into those um, and then look at their perspectives on the American Revolution. Um, in addition, though, we also want to challenge educators to think about units of study that are not currently included in your curriculum. Um, I teach history, so I know that I have... Um, topics and units that are under the theme of economics and labor rights and all those things and wars and you know I make sure that we we touch on Vietnam (laughs) you know like okay um but But you also probably too like you're relatively like newer in your career as far as like you can still manipulate your stuff like you're not you don't pull out okay it's it's March this is what I'm teaching this is what we teach right like you challenge yourself to change your curriculum regularly yeah so that it's always fresh and it's new when you're developing it yeah and I think that's part of it too like you know as teachers you can probably go pretty far in your career just plug and play a little bit of like creating it once feeling like oh I'll change it a little bit but then doing the same thing year after year yeah so this is also challenging people to change up what they're doing absolutely and I mean in we have to be honest that in order to really teach women's history you're going to have to include themes and topics that aren't included before and so some of those things um you have to look at okay what is going on in a woman an average woman's life in 1700 and what is what does that mean what do I need to be including in order to have her story her life part of the narrative and so this will include things like childbirth child rearing uh, sex sexuality scandals marriage um, things that dominate the lives this podcast just got so much better (laughs) (laughs) because we're talking about sex is that maybe okay yeah no childbirth is what I was talking about oh yeah childbirth yeah (laughs) super sexy topic super sexy um I think that also we need to you know, there are there is room to include topics like sexual violence, sexual assault in curriculums that we're already teaching. And mm-hmm. here's a really good example, um, and we'll get into this more deeply in a different podcast, but um, the Mongol Empire, as they came across Eurasia, conquering town after town after town, they um, what they did was when people surrendered, they killed all the men, took all the tradespeople and women as slaves and moved on. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) And it's horrible. And that's what I just said is exactly what's in the super progressive textbook that I have. Um, They took all the women as slaves. 
what kind of slaves are we talking about? Yeah. And what do we mean when we say that? And what we actually mean when we say that is we mean rape. Yeah. And that word isn't used in a, in a high school history textbook when we talk about the Mongol Empire. And that's really problematic because it, it, doesn't it paint lies, an photo. Yeah, it's it like lies it, about what's really going on for women. Well, also, it doesn't speak to the real issue that there is that power struggle for women in that time period, and rape is a huge part of that culture. Yep. Yeah. And that's a problem. And they've also done, like, recent studies that show just how how expansive the Mongol rape was. And um, they can trace huge percentages of the modern population of Eurasia to Genghis Khan. Wow. Meaning he fathered so many people because of rape that, right, like we can tra- trace people's ancestor ancestry to him. So... Mind right, long. we've got to talk about rape. Like that's yeah. that's a part of the success yeah, of the these, Mongol like, slaves Emperor. weren't complicit to this happening to them. Right. So, um, so I, I guess what I want to challenge people to do is act, is be accurate about about women's history and and um, and include words that might be scary to talk about. Um, and I, I do teach high school history, and I should probably make that clear. And obviously, someone who teaches like fifth grade should probably, you know... Maybe don't introduce rape evidence. Yeah, rape, you know, maybe you could just say, like, other words, they were mean to women. Non-consensual. (laughs) Non-consensual. Yeah, that's that's definitely vocabulary appropriate to a fifth grader. I'm like, where's my English major brain? Non-consensual. Forced upon. Yes. Not equal. Not equal. Here are synonyms. Mm -mm. (laughs) Come to me for all the synonyms. That's okay. Yeah. I think I just said cinnamon. Cinnamon. It's good. Yeah, We're here good. for the cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> the best way that you can, the easiest way that you can include women's voices is actually to pra- do current practice in social studies ed, which is to follow the inquiry model. And that's what I do. Um, I am a board member for the New Hampshire Council for the Social Studies, and uh, I have used that position, and the New Hampshire Council for the Social Studies has um, promoted the new C3, I mean new relatively, but um, C3 uh, education um, standards. So if you're a teacher, this is like well-known You know these words. Yeah. Um, and basically the National Council for Social Studies funded um, this the development of this social studies curriculum. Okay. And the inquiry model is base, is really simple. Basically you, you instead of like, okay, we're going to talk about the Civil War and we're going to start in 1850 and look at the buildup and then da-da-da-da-da. And it's sort of like content-driven. The C3 standards are inquiry-driven. And so inquiry meaning questions. And so you and the students develop questions that are compelling. And compelling means it's... challenging them. Challenging them, but it's also current. Okay. So... So it doesn't uh, have, like, a current lens on it. It should be something that is is still significant and important today. You know, like, the Civil War is old school, but what's not old school is whether or not the Civil War actually reformed American society. Did it fix it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, racism, that's over, right? Mm, probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. So, um, so that would be a, you know, a compelling topic to investigate the Civil War, like, through that lens. Um, so... 
the inquiry model, what it wants is it wants kids to be the historians. It wants kids to go to the primary source material themselves and draw the conclusions instead of having a, tix, a textbook that tells you that Mongol women were, t- you know. Are, yeah, or even the teacher saying, this is my thought, and you should adopt it think. as truth. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the inquiry model is really amazing, um, and it, it basically is, is pushing kids to, to look at the source material well, themselves. be critical thinkers. Be critical thinkers, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point of going forward as, I mean, you're essentially preparing a student not only for college, but also for life in general. There should always be a question. Is this accurate? Is this factual? And is what I'm getting what I need to be getting? Should I go check multiple resources? Like, you're trying to challenge them as a citizen, to be a compelling citizen. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect model to get them prepared for that. Yeah. And, and engaged. Yeah. yeah. We want them to, to participate and be a part of this society. We want them to be workers that ask good questions yeah, to their boss. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't just take it as, so I should just kill these people? This is what we're doing now? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Genghis Khan did that. Like, right, think about this. Is this somebody, like, yeah, ask ask good questions. And, um so it really, it really build this model really builds that. And for every episode, one of the things that I want to do is as I'm introducing um, women and ideas or concepts to everybody, um, provide you with the primary source material that you could yep. use in your classroom tomorrow. Um, I want you to be able, I, it, you know, when possible, we will be creating C3 curriculum that you can utilize. That's incredible that people can just go to your site and get this information. Yeah, and so this will all be on our website, which is remedialherstory.com. Not gov or org. Not Words. those. We're coms. We're coms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're also business women here. We're com. <laughs> We're com. Yeah. <laughs> So when I started this five this sort of quest five years ago, um, I went on you know my Apple Podcast app and mm-hmm. searched for women's history to see what was there. And oh, tell us what you find. Nothing, nada. <laughs> Today though, if you do that, you will actually find a lot of different podcasts, Good. and they're awesome. And here's, shout out, shout out, yeah. Um, and I have I have I follow all of them. I'm huge fans of everybody, and I I think that. Um, what makes this podcast a little bit different than the things that are already out there is we are not going to, we will talk about women and their experiences and their stories in this podcast, but, but the podcasts that highlight women in history, I call that pop-up history. And as a history teacher, pop-up history is really hard because what you, when you learn about a woman that exists in history you also need to know where does she fit in my curriculum. Okay, so those podcasts are more or less giving you an idea of a woman in that t- space and time, but not exactly how she's affected by the event that you're discussing. Well, it's like, okay, there's a cool anecdote, but <laughs> does she fit in World War One? Because that's the unit I'm on tomorrow. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, um, and a, a good example, um, the Einsteins are a really cool example. His wife, Maleva, is... Um, really cool she helped co-write the th- um, the theory of relativity and she's incredible and i listened I'm sorry, to- what is her name we need to take a pause yeah <laughs> mrs einstein okay in her time she's not mentioned even though she helped co-write this he you know wins all the awards and gets all those things and it's great and I heard a podcast about this, and I was mind-blown yeah. about her story. And I said, okay, well, you know, here's this woman who did all these profound things. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. 
how do I put her into history yeah, class? Yeah, Einstein's what, forties, fifties, sixties. Yeah, like where does where does where does she fit? And I literally what's like, her name? Minerva. Maleva. Maleva. I, I literally mentioned Einstein. I think once in in my classes, only uh, really to say he helped the United States start the Manhattan Project. Yeah, and like, relatively important person, incredibly smart man. Supported by a genius woman. A genius woman. He did, this is a great anecdote that I learned. He, at one point, said, I love my wife. She does all my math for me. (gasps) (laughs) It's just like, come on. I need a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. I'm going to write down all of our t-shirt ideas. From Einstein. I know. Oh, so... We want to do pop-up history. We want to leave people with those anecdotes and the yeah, cool like, ideas. Yeah, I feel like very educated on this person now. Yeah. But how does it fit? But how does it fit and where do we put her? And so we want to be that bridge that says, okay, here are the anecdotes. Here are the details. These are the primary sources. This is where she fits in your class. This is where she fits in the historical or world narrative. Yeah. Um, in, in the national narrative. Um and we we need to be that bridge to help teachers place these women into the themes that already exist in our classroom and also guide teachers into new themes to explore. Awesome. So I've read a lot of books at this point, and one of the things that cracks me up about books related to women's history is they almost always have some sort of caveat or disclaimer built into their preface or their introduction. Ugh, like what? So here, here's a good example. So Mary Ritter Beard said that she was putting emphasis and perhaps too much. Like she was worried, maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on women in history where oh, they girl, don't. Do not apologize. <laughs> She was apologetic. Rosalind Miles said that women's history is full of all these blanks, and so I might have to guess here or there or infer about what women thought, and sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, Um, Are you an educated woman guessing? Then you you just did what a man does. (laughs) Good for you. So I I do want to read Gail Collins's because her uh, sort of apology at the beginning is basically that women's history is contradictory and that can be problematic and so hers from the book that I mentioned America's Women um, hers is interesting and she talks about how confusing women's history is she says that America about America she says this was a country after all where some 19th century females became famous for writing books about why women had to stay out of the public eye while others traveled all around the country lecturing about how women should never leave the home. Southern <laughs> matriarchs arrived, uh, aspired to the image of the helpless female, but they ran the plantations while their husbands went to Congress or luxuriated at the spa. Pioneer women rode side saddle and wore gloves to protect their soft hands, then uh, crawled up the side of a mountain with a newborn baby in one arm. Everyone believed unmarried women were obliged to stay home with their children, while everybody bought factory goods produced by poor working mothers made from cotton picked by slaves, female slaves. And so I... The dichotomies. The dichotomies, right? (laughs) And so there are going to be contradictions. That's what she says. You know, we're not going to summarize all women in, you know, in this book. How could you? Right. Women rock, and there's so much complexity. (laughs) Absolutely. There's complexity here. So, um, we probably should also put out our disclaimer, though. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Which is... 
we are bridging a gap between scholars and educators. And so the obvious disclaimer here is that we didn't learn this history in school. And we're doing our own research and we're doing our best to present women's history. And we are probably going to make errors in that process. I'm, I will, I'll make all the errors. Oh, okay. (laughs) You'll take it for the team. It'll just more than likely me. So if you have like a correction spot, just at Brooke. (laughs) At Brooke, please correct. No. (laughs) I think that's the, the, the humility that everybody who ventures into women's history has to have, which is that this hasn't been done before. It is new within the last few decades and um the the work that is being done people are challenging works that women are writing about women's history and and that's making it evolve and become better and that's Which, awesome like, thankful so much for them for doing the work and like trying to be in a space that wasn't there it's like okay let's lean into this and help them out and then also reach out a hand and lift them up it's like here we go absolutely so Each podcast that we create, you are going to have one reason why women were left out of the curriculum that we learned in school, and you're also going to get something that you should know about and possibly be able to teach tomorrow. We're going to post related educational materials to our website, remedialherstory.com. And we hope that you will stay with us as we fill the gaps in what the average person knows about women's history and perspective and attempt to answer why they weren't included. You ready, Brooke? Ah, teach me, Kels. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Remedial Her Story, the other 50%. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to bring more voices to the conversation. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.